Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the network refused to use. No doubt starts now. Hope you're absolutely doing fantastic, my fellow Americans. Our goal is to promote God, family, and country, and to protect life, liberty, and property in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed. We use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide, and absolutely we're convinced that checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. And as you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth best of all ladies and gentlemen it is a freedom loving fantastic faith filled we're taking america back one heart one mind one issue at a time friday hope you're all doing absolutely fantastic as you know we were live on monday tuesday wednesday thursday rebroadcast shows you say why on earth sam because i went to florida and we went to disney world and it was fantastic uh, there's a few problems, though. you got to wear masks indoors. Uh, I put on a mask a little bit of the time to comply. Otherwise, they literally um, will throw you out. But I didn't wear a mask most of the time. I wore a mask outside. Uh, I mean, I did not wear a mask outside ever because they don't require it. Inside, I complied really to the best of my ability. As you know, and I've mentioned on the radio before, uh, part of the reason that I avoid compliance on that is because I just flat out cannot breathe. I get short of breath. I get dizzy. I lack necessary oxygen. Uh, I already have issues with breathing as it is, as you all have heard over the last couple of years on the radio. Uh, but I went to Disney World, had a great time, good people. Uh, Florida's a lot freer than most places, but you know what? Everybody wants you to believe Florida's a bastion of freedom. I don't know that it's more free than other places, per se. I don't really see it. Disneyland still locks you down. And what they would say is, well, that's Disney's choice. You're right, on one hand. On the other hand, right in the middle of Florida, Disney has created kind of their own laws even. It's like almost a chaz in the middle of a city. Not exactly because it's not unruly, but in that they have become so big, so behemoth, that they can throw their weight around. And as you know, whoever can throw their weight around, they end up with, what do you want to call it? A lot of power. And then that power gets to people's heads, and then they start making up their own rules. It's amazing how that all works. There you have it. You could say it's private property, right? Anyway, huge swaths of private property controlled by big, big corporations who are woke, who hate families. They act like they like families, but they Disney these days undermines the family. You say, Sam, well, why did you even go to Disney in the first place? You know, every one of us are going to have to face this in our society. And this really relates to the topic at hand for discussion today with our guests coming up in mere seconds. But we're really going to have to decide how are we going to behave? Are we going to have a division in America like you've never seen? Or are we going to be civil and kind and respectful to one another? Right? And so what happens when something as simple like this occurs? You're going on a ride. And they say the ride is partially indoors. So you got to wear a mask to be on the ride. And the way they try to encourage the mask is they remind you, please wear a mask, please wear a mask, please wear a mask. But then what they do is they say this, the ride takes your photo. 
whether you like it or not. It's almost like forced photo taking, right? So they take your photo. Well, now what they're doing is they're threatening. If you don't have your mask on in the photo, they won't even release the picture to you anymore. So now you get family members who want a photo who are like, you know, you need to put on your mask so we can get this photo. You can either ruin the family event and not have a photo uh, because you won't wear a mask and, you know, or you can just comply. Then the debate from those of us who don't want to wear masks and don't want to comply, we say, well, it's because of you folks that we have to wear masks anyway because you're all complying. And then the debate goes, well, they wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to stop it anyway. There's not enough of us. So you might as well cave in now. And the debate rages on. Well, that's a microcosm of really what we discussed with our guest, Chris Carlson, last week. Right? Isn't that really the deal? I think so. Last week, we talked with Chris Carlson about a project that he undertook to warn his neighbors. Alexa, just stop. No one even said the name of that machine. It just goes off random, right? Anyway, last week, we talked with Chris Carlson about a project that he undertook to warn his neighbors and church congregation of a pending catastrophe. What was that about? The recent emergency use authorization of vaccines, mRNA vaccines for children. Even though some people got in his face about it, some people were grateful for the warning. The responses were as far apart as you could get. Some were literally hostile. Some were grateful. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. So last week was a great warning. And really this broadcast in its entire existence 25 years on your radio has been a massive warning. A warning that we better turn to God Almighty and repent or we're in serious trouble. A warning about we need to return to the roots of our founding fathers. We need to return to the checks and balances that made America great. We need to return to the constitutional law of the land, not the made-up law of huh, the, the future controllers of Walt Disney. God rest his soul. He'll be turning over in his grave, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, not the laws of Walt Disney or Chaz or the laws of rogue agents within government. I'm talking about the supreme law of the land, the Constitution, with its checks and balances and everything else, right? But our guest, Chris Carlson, is with us now. We need to speak up, ladies and gentlemen. We are already in trouble. Warn the people, ladies and gentlemen, should be what we do. That's what Christians should do. That's what we've been doing on your radio, providing a witness and a warning about not only the troubles we face, but the solutions. This is a solutions-oriented program. We don't down America. We talk about the greatness of America. We don't bury our light under a bushel. We put it on a hill for all to see and do our best to set a clarion call for civility, a clarion call for morality, a clarion call for God, family, and country. And with that, Chris Carlson, welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Thank you, Sam. Without God, we can never win. With God, we can never lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in that fight. Lieutenant Carlson reporting for duty, sir. I love it, my friend. So last week, we provided a great warning and gave the example of the warning that you wrote. You wrote a missive, if you will, a letter, uh, and you put it on all your neighbor's doors so they could kind of read and get caught up. And the logic was, you know what, if you want to read it, please do. And if you don't, just throw it away or whatever you want to do. But I want to do my duty to provide this warning. 
This is scriptural in nature, right? Yes, sir. So Jesus Christ uh, told us, Behold, I sent you out to testify and warn the people, and it becometh every man who hath been warned to warn his neighbor. Therefore, they are left without excuse, and their sins are upon their own heads, Sam. And that is uh, the words of Jesus Christ, our Savior. All right, now let's be clear, though. Let's be clear. That's a a scripture from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, canon of scripture known as the Doctrine and Covenants. Um, But there's also companion biblical scripture to back this up or support this idea, right? Oh, yeah. I probably should have done a little deeper research to find a, a similar scripture. But Jesus did tell his disciples that I send you forth as lambs among wolves, uh, be therefore harm- harmless as doves, yet wise as serpents. And that's another admonition similar to this one uh, that we can talk about if you like. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, well, Christians have been very good at being as harmless as doves or as lambs, but they, we have not been as wise as serpents, at least not lately. And uh, we need to be very careful that... Um, that we do what we're supposed to do, but we, we need to do our research so that we don't come off looking like fools and uneducated and unprepared for the debate. And part of the research that you did is in Mark 12, 31, which yes. illustrates the powerful Christian principle we're talking about here, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. We have extra scriptures, members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and so uh, Chris brings that forward. Uh, but I want to tie it to the Bible as well, because a lot of our listeners may not believe in some of the other scriptures we do, but they believe in the Christian concept. And that's what we're documenting here. That's what we're articulating is this idea that we are our brother's keepers. We are supposed to love our neighbors as ourselves. We are supposed to make sure that we do our duty or else the sins be upon our heads. But if we do our duty, Chris, if we do our duty, then the sins, if our brothers and sisters in the Christian world don't respond to our warning will be upon their head, Sam. And then we will be exonerated uh, and, and left unguilty for anything that we may have missed uh, doing. And I didn't want to be in that position when I stood before the judgment bar of God, Sam. So Well, I, either I, do I. I. And, th- and that's this radio program for 25 years, Chris. You know, I'm not exactly. here just to give everybody a, a negative view. I'm not here to preach doom and gloom, but I am here to give a appropriate witness and a warning. If we keep the commandments of God, we should be blessed and protected. And if we don't, um, then you know what? We're left over to the buffetings of our own choice. We can choose as we will, but the consequences we don't get to choose is the sad scenario. Uh, and so we do warn. We do um, our very best to be truth tellers, to be the you know uh, witness, to be the warning. To be the watchman in the towers. That's what we try to do here uh, on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. So last week, there was a great article Chris Carlson wrote. Gave it to all of his neighbors. He got some blowback and some great news. We'll tell you about that. But first, we want to establish these incredible principles of how important it is to speak out. And be this witness and a warning. To truly be your brother's keeper. To truly love your neighbor as yourself. What does that require of us, huh? Hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. The analogy of if I were on a beach in seconds. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. 
That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, the roundtable is not just Sam Bushman babbling at you. It is all kinds of incredible people bringing awesome topics, solutions, ideas, concerns, what they're working on, all to the roundtable. I act as host and core anchor for the show oftentimes and enjoy these discussions immensely. But Chris Carlson is with me on Fridays, and he's with me now. With God, we, Without God, we can never win. With God, we can never lose. The battle for freedom is God's, but we need to get involved immediately. Incredible wisdom. Speak up, ladies and gentlemen. We are already in trouble. we got to warn the people, ladies and gentlemen. And hopefully I have set the stage for us to really understand who we are and what we must do as Christians, uh, as Americans, as we are our brother's keeper, as we love our neighbors as ourselves, as we are on the watchtower providing solutions and answers and warnings and witnesses, uh, really with a goal of protection. And so Chris uh, is on a beach. Chris? Yeah, but if I could add to the commentary that you just made, uh, God will give us the victory. He will always also, Sam, give us the courage to engage ourselves in that fight. And that's something that, uh, it, that took me a little bit of courage. And I called upon God to help me with that when I did this because I knew that I was going to ruffle some feathers because when I did it previously, the same thing had happened. But this time, I think the backlash was a little more than before. But that's okay. At least I know people are paying attention. And that's important, too. But anyway, on the beach. If I were on a beach, Sam, and had foreknowledge of a tsunami that would soon come to shore, I would have the obligation to warn the people on the beach of this coming disaster. If I failed to do so, the blood of many innocent people would then be upon my head. 
If I warned every person on that beach, but no one heeded my warning, there would still be as many needless victims as there would be if I had warned them. The only difference would be that I would now not have their innocent blood upon my head. It would be upon their own heads, and they, not I, would be left without excuse. And that's how I feel about this. And again, I don't want to go before the judgment bar of God and have the regret of knowing that I could have done so much more and I didn't to warn my neighbors of this impending disaster that we are in, especially this uh, uh, recent emergency use authorization, like you said, Sam, of the Pfizer mRNA vaccine for children. When I heard that that was coming out, I knew that I had to take action, and I did. Ladies and gentlemen, what to understand here is this. We must do our duty. We must do our diligence. We must be vigilant in our efforts here, ladies and gentlemen. We show we're our brother's keeper. We show we're our neighbor's best friend. We show we're Christians and followers of Christ. And there's several people who have gone before us who have felt the same way. Speak up. We're already in trouble, ladies and gentlemen. Warn the people is the topic for today's discussion. In the end, we will remember not the words of our enemies, but the silence of our friends. Dr. Martin Luther King. Now, he's not really even Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. is not even the guy that I'm really super fond of. But like I say, his rhetoric was always spot on. Uh, what happened in the wake of his actions sometimes was concern. Where he got his money and how he lived his life was of great concern. But the words were spot on. In the end, we will remember not the words of our enemies, but the silence of our friends. Very good quote along the way. There are a lot of people who have warned, warned, warned ahead of our time, Chris. We just follow in their footsteps, right? Yeah, and I was willing to take the flack from a few people knowing that some... Maybe one, Sam, if only one person heeded my warning and decided not to vaccinate their children with this new dangerous vaccine coming out, I would consider my mission a success. I hope a lot pe more people than just one heed it. And I, it sounds like one person, um, and we, I don't know if you want to go to those quote, quotes right now. Yeah, let's uh, go. go to, you betcha. Okay. So here, <clears throat> here are the co a couple of responses, and I actually got... Um, uh, my ecclesiastical leader actually called me into his office and we talked a little bit about some things that I maybe shouldn't have done when I wrote the letter, but I don't want to get into the details. Let's, let's get in first. Let's get into the, the response is probably the worst. Uh, Chris, please stop leaving articles on our door. I have asked you once before. I am not interested in your opinion on any matter you may have. Stay away from us. If you don't, I will look into a restraining order. I am serious. <clears throat> and the spouse of that same individual said this, Sam. I am concerned about your well-being. It is not normal behavior to go around the neighborhood taping lengthy treatises on the front doors of homes on Thanksgiving Day. I, that's the only day I had because I'm so busy. Steve Kirsch, and Steve Kirsch is uh, one of the individuals in the treatise that I quoted. Steve Kirsch is not credible, and his claims about vaccines are not credible. Therefore, your treatise is not credible. I urge you to see your doctor about your mental health, unquote. But you know what? I looked at that as a positive, Sam. Do you know why? Because most people, I suspect, would well, take They obviously read the details, right? He read the details. Now, yeah, having read the details, at least there's a seed planted in his heart. He may not allow that seed to grow today or tomorrow or next week, 
But, if, you know, if he sees a little more evidence, at least he'll have something to go back on and say, wait a minute, didn't I hear something about these vaccines being dangerous? Well, you're anyway. exactly right. And let me tell you an interesting story about that, Chris, because this relates to the whole history of Liberty Roundtable Live and warning the people and speaking up and doing our very best to educate and inform and support and provide solutions, etc. You know, when I first started this radio program, I brought up really hardcore news. For example, I don't know if you know, but eating um, aborted babies in China was a delicacy. And they used Ooh. to sell baby, you know, fetus, um, babies, you know, kind of cells in these bottles. And people would eat it as a health food delicacy in China. And I reported wow. this and people would say, Sam, you are off your rocker nuts crazy. Where do you get this whacked out stuff? And that's just one example. We reported also that, that they would basically bring in people to vote. This is literally 25 years ago. People would vote that were homeless, and what they would do is they would basically bring them on buses to vote uh, for a six-pack of beer. So it's like, hey, sir, on the street, if I you know, put you on this bus and you go vote, and I'll give you a six-pack of beer. Is that a deal? Then the you know, homeless guy would be like, ah, yes, sir. Sounds like a deal. Okay. And we literally talked about vote fraud that way back in the day. And people said, Sam, where do you get this stuff? You're crazy. You're just crazy. And you know what? 10, 15, 20 years later, now everybody's going, Sam, how did you know this stuff? How did you? I don't understand how you were so up on this. It's crazy. And now they come to me with stories and go, Sam, did you see this one? And I go, yeah, I did. And they go, it's just getting worse. Yeah, you're right. It is. And what I'm telling you is the truth. And so, you know what? I agree with you. I don't know that I'll keep putting it on their door if they've specifically asked you not to. Because I'd respect their agency, but I do get the point that you're making, and I do have evidence that it works and that it's true. Yeah. Yeah, you're planning to see, because I happen to know, <clears throat> and this goes with my customers. You know, I have four or 500 customers that I uh, attend to on a yearly basis, and I know where they get their news. It's usually Fox here in Utah, because we're conservative, right? We're good conservative people. You're not getting the information that was contained in that document that I gave them. Yeah, and my question for all those Fox watchers is, do you trust the network that's got sex scandal after sex scandal? Do you trust the network that eventually Glenn Beck had to quit because he wanted to talk about God and they wouldn't let him? Just like my story in the news, I came out with a story similarly, uh, uh, but I had a different reaction than Glenn Beck did literally 15, 20 years before Glenn did. But again, these are the people, the people that won't let you talk about God, they're godless, and they're just full of sex scandals, right? That's the kind of people you're going to trust yeah. for your news. Good luck with that, people. Well, Fox is still promoting the vaccine. I mean, that that tells you everything you need to know. But, you know, they still believe it's safe and effective. Anyway, so that was a negative response. Do you want to hear the positive one now, Sam? Absolutely. So we're just giving you the highlights, ladies and gentlemen. There was a ton more responses than this, but we're giving you the yeah. extremes so you can see both sides, right? <laughs> yes, sir. And I wish, and, and I think a lot of a lot more people will eventually speak up because last time I did this, I had seven or eight people come to me personally and thank me, and then I had that one negative response, which was actually the same as the the the, the family that I just quoted from. Anyway, here's the positive one. Thank you, Chris, for sharing that information with everybody this morning. We think a lot along the same lines as you, and have not been vaccinated either. Because of what I, he said, because I should be because of what we've seen happen to other people. Would it be possible to have you send the digital copy of, of this to our email so that we can share with our family too? Thanks again for your time and effort. And that was nice. 
I'm glad that they took the time to send me that, and then I did send them a digital copy. And now they're going to forward that to friends and family themselves, which is what I wanted to happen. In fact, I invited people to do that in the, in the actual document. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, Talk Radio, one of the first real social media solutions. It still continues its primary central role today. Hang tight, Chris Carlton. Carlson in seconds on Liberty Roundtable Live. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. The question is on passage of the bill. Those in favor, please say aye. Those opposed, please say no. The ayes have it. The House on Thursday passed a bill to extend government funding through February 18th. The measure then went to the Senate where it faced a partisan battle. Some senators indicate they would push for a shutdown in an effort to leverage President Biden's OSHA vaccine mandate. Later on in the night, the Senate passed the resolution to continue government funding through February of next year. The measure passed in the Senate 69 to 28. The state of Oklahoma filed a lawsuit against the Biden administration's constitutional overreach on Thursday in order to block the enforcement of Biden's vaccine mandate for federal employees. The lawsuit started flying one day after the defense secretary, Lloyd Austin, denied Oklahoma Governor Republican Kevin Stitt a request to exempt Oklahoma National Guard from the mandate. USA Radio News. Hi, this is Wayne Alaroot. John and Chelsea Jubilee with Energized Health are regular guests on my show, sharing their breakthrough science of inert cellular hydration. They help people burn fat fast, supercharge their energy, boost their immune system, reverse ailments and disease with no painful exercises and no restrictive fat diets. I'm Exhibit A. I've been on the program for over a year now. During the first 88 days, I lost 25 pounds of inner body fat, and I gained 10 pounds of muscle. And I've never gained the fat or weight back. I look and feel great. Everywhere I go, people tell me I look 10 years younger. Don't just take my word for it. Go to EnergizedHealth.com and check out hundreds of amazing testimonials. Right now, John and Chelsea are giving my fans a special Christmas gift. Energized Health will pay for your spouse's transformation. Sign up before Christmas and your spouse is free. Go now to EnergizedHealth.com or call 888-444-8895. That's 888-444-8895 or EnergizedHealth.com. Let's get an inflation update. 45% of Americans in a new Gallup poll reported that recent price increases are causing their families some degree of financial hardship, with 10% describing the hardship as severe. Gallup saying lower-income households are likely to be hit especially hard by the recent price increases, with 71% of households making less than $40,000 a year, saying inflation has caused hardship. This, as Republican Senator from Arkansas Tom Cotton believes President Biden is doing more harm than good when it comes to inflation. We've had this pandemic for two years. We didn't have this kind of inflation, though, until Joe Biden and the Democrats took office. And he's largely just shifting the blame. He's not trying to come up with answers. He's blaming oil companies or OPEC for high gas prices, for instance. Well, it's Joe Biden who shut down the Keystone Pipeline on his first day in office, who refuses to authorize other pipelines needed to move petroleum products across the country. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. We are USA Radio News.
with news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I had a computer problem and just had to reboot my computer. But, you know, William Wilberforce back in the day was getting rid of slavery. We in America, they claim it took a war to get rid of slavery. I don't believe that the Civil War is about slavery. It was about states' rights uh, and about the authority of government. But that's a sidetrack discussion for now. The point is William Wilberforce was able to get rid of slavery uh, without war. Uh, and uh, do you have that quote, Chris? I, I'm rebooting a computer right now. I thought I had mm-hmm. it. And, but give the quote exactly. These quotes kind of highlight to you, ladies and gentlemen, some of the people that have gone before us, and when they stood up, what a difference they were able to make, even though at the time they were called a lunatic. At the time they were hated. They were berated. They were abused. They were falsely accused. I could go on and on from the Martin Luther days about the scriptures uh, on down to uh, modern day with Chris and the reaction he's getting when he speaks out and warns the people. Chris, William Wilberforce. William Wilberforce. You may choose to look the other way, but you can never say again that you did not know. And I... I would like to use a really quick analogy, Sam. I was country when country wasn't cool. William Wilberforce was anti-slavery when anti-slavery was not cool. And guess what? Now he's a hero. And I, I look at it from the same perspective, don't you? A, a lot of the yeah, things we were anti-vax. By the way, I was anti-vax at the start of this program over 25 years ago when anti-vax wasn't cool. I'm really pro-choice, though. I'm not anti-vax. That's kind of a misnomer. He was not really against slavery as much as he was for freedom. Uh, in other words, it's how you look at yes. the, the discussion that is key here. I, I, if somebody wants to take a vaccine, go ahead. But leave us free to choose not to. Now, I'm not uh, uh, saying that we allow people to have slaves. I'm just saying that um, you know, I want to be pro-liberty, pro-freedom for all. I don't want to look at it as that I'm anti-anything. But that's the way they love to frame the argument. So we need to be very careful. Uh, William Wilberforce was pro-freedom, and I am pro-freedom. And that's really important to understand, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, But Max and John have an interesting story, huh? Yes, sir. I like this. And I'm going to give credit to John Allen, the comedian. I think he may be deceased by now, but this is an anecdote that I... I read a long time ago. So Max and John had spent the last year in a Nazi concentration camp. They were now being escorted to the gas chambers to meet their final doom. Max, letting his righteous indignation get the best of him, decided to give the German commandant over this death march a piece of his mind. Using every German curse word he knew, he gave the commandant a severe scolding. Just then, however, his friend John came running up, apologizing to the commandant, and told Max to behave himself before they got into trouble. Trouble. <laughs> and then my response is, speak up. We are already in trouble, Sam. So, you know, we're not being, maybe not being marched to a gas chamber. It may not be that serious at this point. But, you know, we're really in an awful situation with these mandates and, and you know, these vaccinations and, you know, the way the world's going, we're already in trouble. We, we've got to open our mouths because we have to extricate ourselves from the mess that we've already put ourselves in. I don't care if I get in trouble or not. This is, uh, to me, this, uh, this mission, this, this project that I'm undertaking is an eternal one. And I don't want to look back and say, I should have done this or I should have done that. Just do what is right and let the consequence follow. 
and know that you know the, the demons, the the people that are scorned and hated and marginalized today are going to be the heroes of the future. And it's not like I'm angling for a, a hero's position, but I do not want a, a child to get injured by one of these vaccines. And if I can influence 400 people within my sphere of influence, that that's that's something at least that I can do. I can't. I, I don't have a big microphone like you do, Sam. And you're doing a great job. By the you way, you have one you now, are my buddy. Hero. Gandhi and Kennedy, I know. Gandhi and Kennedy uh, have microphones, uh, even though they lived a long time ago and told their tale. Uh, Gandhi longer than Kennedy, obviously, but I, I'm saying both of them have a microphone today through us. Yeah, yep. Gandhi said, "Silence becomes cowardice when occasion demands speaking out the whole truth and acting accordingly." And then Robert F. Kennedy, like you mentioned, <clears throat> each time a man stands up for an ideal or acts to improve the lot of others or strikes out against injustice, he sends forth a tiny ripple of hope. And I would like to think that if a lot of us send out those ripples of hope, eventually they be, can become waves and eventually tidal waves of truth that um, uh, resonate throughout the world. But more people have to stand up, and that was the, the the idea behind this project. Hey, get a copy of this. Send it to your friends and family and neighbors. You know, let's let's start these ripples uh, developing. You know, through our spheres of influence. And if if we can't go beyond that, that's fine. Like there's a quote here from this is one that um, Ezra Tab Benson was fond of using. Ed, Edward Everett Hale. Have you ever heard this one? Go ahead, sir. Sam. I'll tell you after I okay. hear it. Okay. Right? Okay. I uh, he he says, and Ezra Taft Benson used to use this a lot when he he used to sp speak, you know, throughout the United States. He said, "I am only one, but I am one. I can't do everything, but I can do something. What I can do, that I ought to do, and what I ought to do, by the grace of God, I shall do." And uh, yes, I've heard that one, and that's really kind of the tale, ladies and gentlemen. Another way to say it is a guy by the name of Chuck Harder, who used to be a radio host, who's now passed away. He did a radio program called For the People, and he used to say this. I cannot fix the world by 3 o'clock, but I can do what I'm doing to make a difference, and that's what I'm going to do. And, and so his whole point was, hey, you know what? I can't solve everything, right? I, yeah. uh, I'll do, just do what I can. Here's a, another quote that highlights this point. Each time a man stands up for an idea, or an ideal, I mean, or acts to improve the lot of others, or strikes out against injustice, he sends forth a tiny ripple of hope. Now, you kind of read that one, Kennedy, but I wanted to repeat that in light of what we're just saying here. You know what? I can't do everything. I can't solve it all, but I can do my part, and that I will do, ladies and gentlemen. I will do that. Now, in America, ladies and gentlemen, as we're watchmen on the hill, we've highlighted this example. If a tsunami was coming, you know what? Is it appropriate to warn the people? Yes, it is. We've talked about these leaders, William Wilberforce, Martin Luther, Martin Luther King Jr., all the way down. And in their day, they were considered heretics. They were considered psychotic and crazy, dangerous. Uh, in fact, many of them died for their beliefs, right? Absolutely. Uh, and others. And uh, they really stood the test of time. And, ladies and gentlemen, we will be vindicated in time for our stance. All right? And I believe in America, we have kind of developed Stockholm Syndrome. Sadly, yes. Stockholm Syndrome 
is live and well in America. This is a sad tale, ladies and gentlemen. And you say, well, what is that? I've heard of that, but I can't remember what it is. Chris? Okay, so according to the online dictionary, Sam, the definition of Stockholm Syndrome is, quote, feeling of trust or affection felt in many cases of kidnapping or hostage-taking by a victim toward a captor. The following is a brief account. So I give this account. This is where this started on August 23rd of 1973. Um, there was an individual, a criminal by the name of Jan Eric Olson, who entered the, now I, these are Swedish words, so forgive me if I don't pronounce them correctly, the Sveriges Credit Banken. So that's uh, one of their main banks there in Stockholm. Uh, and took four bank employees hostage. He demanded more than $700,000 in Swedish and foreign currency, a getaway car, and the release of one of his prison buddies. Um, so hold up inside a cramped bank vault. The captives, and the captives, I'll just give the names real quick. One was named Kristen, Brigetta, Elizabeth, and uh, the, the other, the male one. So those three are females, were, was Sven. So basically, they, he took them captive and held them uh, against their will inside the, this bank vault. But as you would expect these people to become hostile towards their captives, or captors, excuse me, um, they actually did struck up quite a friendship, with, which was very intriguing to people who observed this, uh, this two or three or day ordeal. Uh, and I'll give you some of the quotes from the captors um, concerning their, uh, I'm sorry, the, the, the captives towards their captors. They said, I remember thinking he was very kind to allow me to leave the vault. They let this, um, this one individual, Elizabeth, uh, leave the vault because she was getting claustrophobia. They tied a rope around her and let her go for a little walk out in the lobby, I guess. But they did tie a rope to her. But she was so grateful that they let her do that. <coughs> um, another one, uh, this is Finn, the, the, the male captive. When he treated us well, we could think of him ha as an, an emergency god. And I'm not sure what the heck that means, an emergency god. Well, they, they thought very highly of him, apparently. Well, it, it means that when, when things are at crisis level, someone comes to your aid, right? And I'll give you an example of that. We believe Donald Trump was doing that in America when he supposedly was fighting back against Obamacare. We believe Trump was doing that when he rushed the vaccines to market. He was the god savior in the emergency, right? Not... Hang tight. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine. 
the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Decades after Jimmy Carter, Joe Biden picked up where he left off with America surrendering to terrorists. Biden's foolish spending is causing inflation, which means more pain at the pump, higher prices on groceries, devaluing your retirement savings when you need it most. Once was a mistake. Twice is a disaster. America needs strong leaders, not weak ones. Save America JFC is responsible for the content of this advertising. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman, Chris Carlson, Truth Telling on your radio. Speak up, ladies and gentlemen. We are already in trouble. Warn the people, ladies and gentlemen. This is critical, ladies and gentlemen. Each time a man stands up for an ideal or acts to improve the lot of others or strikes out against injustice, he sends forth a tiny ripple of hope. Ladies and gentlemen, this is serious business. We're talking about Stockholm Syndrome in America. Sadly, it's alive and well. What is Stockholm Syndrome? What you do is, uh, the easiest way to explain it is this, good cop, bad cop. And it might be two different people. It might be one person. Doesn't matter. Whoever your captors are, they literally abuse you to the point of trauma. And then once the trauma sets in, the panic, then they do a couple of kind, nice gestures kind, nice things for you, and you believe they're your savior. Presidents in America have been doing this for a long time. On one hand, they back off on something and make you feel like, oh, they're the good guys. Uh, they're the, okay, but the deep state has the good cop, bad cop mentality. They have the captor abuse you so hard, then back off a little bit and throw out a little bit of kindness, and people are then deceived into believing that, hey, their captors are the good guys. In fact, in the Stockholm Syndrome example, which defined this psychological term or reality check, um, they really doubled down and dug into this, and they would defend their captors even against those who were trying to help them. Chris? Yeah, and when you become captive, a captive audience in this case, but you know what? We can voluntarily become captives to a news network like Fox or CNN or the mainstream media in general, but that's a voluntary uh, form of captivation. But anyway, so in, in this situation, in this uh, bank heist in 1973, I think this uh, paragraph is very telling, Sam. When the police commissioner was allowed inside to inspect the hostages' health, he noticed that the captives appeared to be hostile to him, but relaxed and jovial with the gunman. The police chief told the press that he doubted the gunman would harm the hostages because they had developed a, quote, rather relaxed relationship. And a couple more really quick quotes, and then we, we can move on. Uh, one of the captives said, I fully trust Clark and the robber. Uh, in another instance, uh, that captive said, I am not desperate. They haven't done a thing to us. And listen to this extreme example. So the male captive, Sven, he says, how kind I thought he was for saying it was just my leg that he would shoot. <laughs> oh, he's only going to shoot your leg. He's not, it's not going to be a mortal wound. And he was grateful for that. 
because they I think they ended up shooting his leg, you know, just to, you know, give the police a little uh, sense of how serious they were about their un un undertaking. But they became best friends. In fact, as they were leaving, one of the captors said, um, said, Clark, I will see you again. They were looking forward to a reunion with their captor for Sam. This, it's incredible. You it's know, shocking, but it, but it happens, and it's basically, um, you know, now we talk about, you know, post-war stress disorder or post-war syndrome or whatever you want to, PSD or whatever. And, okay, a lot of this relates to the point where your mind gets mixed up about the truth of a situation. You're too close to it. You're too traumatized by it. And I say that's what they've done to America. Uh, you hear the term gaslighting. It's another term to kind of highlight this. We've been gaslighted so hard and then offered a, quote, olive branch of, of kindness to the point where we're Stockholm syndromed and deceived into believing that those who are abusing us are our friends. Donald Trump came along as a savior from Obama uh, and the Democrats, and he came along and he, he rushed the vaccine to market to save us all. He fought hard against Obamacare. He told you how evil the media was. Well, he was right on those things. And it's right when someone's claustrophobic to say, well, let me let you go out where you're not so feel like the walls are caving in on you. Okay, even Satan does this to a great degree where he mixes a little lie with a bunch of truth. But you know what? At the end of the day, you're so far from what matters that you've lost your bearings. And you're unable. So I believe Satan is the great Stockholm leader. Uh, but this is something we see, uh, and we see it over and over and over. There's e example after example of this through history. Chris? Yeah, you know, Stockholm Syndrome is real. And, you know, one of those quotes, or two of those quotes that I read earlier is, is a perfect illustration of that. These people were hostile towards me because I had left this, this four-page document on their door that they didn't want to hear. And maybe it's because one of their their children are grown and maybe it's because the information made them uncomfortable because it was too late maybe they had already gotten the shots maybe their kids or their grandchildren had already gotten the shot and, and i'm sorry that doesn't mean that i'm going to ignore everybody else who may be still contemplating getting the shot and not have received it yet you know and i'm i'm sorry if that's the way you feel i'm, I'm just the messenger here buddy but anyway, uh, just know that Satan is real and that his dominion over the hearts and minds of people is increasing. Stockholm Syndrome can affect four people or four billion people, just like you said. It can be a small number or it can be entire nations, which we are now witnessing. In fact, throughout the world, people, I think, for the, for the most part, are following uh, Dr. Fauci and Dr. Redfield and um, Rochelle Walensky on the shots. And they they keep on upping the ante. Now they've they've introduced this new strain from South Africa that they're trying to use to to pick up people who heretofore, like you and me, Sam, have not taken the jab. And I think it might be successful because of the hype that they're able to generate through the mainstream media. And everybody seems to be on board, except people like you and me who do the actual research and know that this is a gigantic scam that's being perpetrated on the American people. So don't be sucked in by this mass Stockholm syndrome. Uh, and I use a quote here, Isaiah 520, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Sam, that was uh, Isaiah 2,700 years ago warning us that in these latter days we're going to have 
things that are horrible and take the lives of millions of people uh, presented to us as uh, savior solutions to problems that have been created by the mainstream stream media. I don't know if you heard the joke about the Amish guy that comes into town and he hears all of this uh, scuttlebutt about the pandemic and about masks and about social distancing. And he says, what, what's going on here? You know, I've been um, separated from you guys for the last six months. What, what's going on? Oh, haven't you heard? We've had a pandemic. And the, the Amish guy says, no, I haven't heard. I don't have a TV. <laughs> That's a joke, Sam. You're supposed to it laugh at this point. It is insanity. <laughs> it, it's hard to laugh at when we're talking about such a serious matter, though. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, did, now, you mentioned Trump. If you want to, if you want to prepare yourselves to see mass Stockholm syndrome concerning Trump, listen to this CNN. I don't know if you you covered this. I I've listened to most of your broadcasts for the last week, so this just came out on Tuesday, Sam. Then this is CNN. So all the mainstream media outlets are are reporting this. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein's former pilot, I think his name is um, is Lawrence Pasaki. Testified in Ghislaine, Ghislaine Maxwell. I've heard that pronounced so many different ways. So we'll just say Ghislaine Maxwell's sex trafficking trial Tuesday that a who's who of powerful men, including former President Bill Clinton and Donald Trump, flew aboard Epstein's private plane. Now, can you imagine the intellectual gymnastics that are going to be used to justify why Donald Trump is now, by a credible source, been identified as one of the passengers on Jeffrey Epstein's um, Lolita Express. You're going to see mass Stockholm syndrome surrounding that. Yes, accusation. you are, and they're going to be defending Trump. Uh, despite, and, and the example is true. Look, there's been people who have gone to jail over this stuff. Epstein supposedly committed suicide. I don't know if he really did or not. Some say he's alive and well. I don't know the truth on that. Here's what I know, though. For some reason, Bill Clinton and Donald Trump, when allegations are made against them of sexual harassment, rape, and beyond, um, then they're just those claims are just dismissed, and the girls are bimbo eruptions. However, so it, it depends on who you are on if it sticks or not, right? Yeah. Well, you know, when when it's Bill Clinton, they said, of course, that guy's credible. We can believe him. But in the same sentence, Donald Trump, no, no, we can't believe him on that count. You know, he's lying now. But that's, that's just an example of Stockholm Syndrome or normalcy bias. We want to believe what we want to believe because it is comfortable, not because it's true, not because it's credible, you know, because it makes us comfortable. It doesn't take us out of our comfort zone, which is our belief system that we've uh, been living under for the last 40, 50 years, and we don't want to be jolted out of that comfort zone. Well, I was jolted out of that comfort zone 20 years ago, as we talked about in the past, Sam. And I realized that the, the fake Hegelian dialectical two-party uh, system is just designed to keep both sides of that spectrum in check. And it's a, been a very effective. you got to give our captors, in this case, <laughs> the mainstream media and all their cohorts in government, you got to give them credit. They have been effective. And they have kept us in this, in this left-right false Hegelian dialectic of Republican conservative or Republican Democrat conservative liberal and look at where it's gotten us it's gotten us deeper and deeper into debt it's got us bigger and bigger government uh, it's got us uh, a worse 
economy. Uh, we could go on. Anyway, I don't well, want to the great to divide in America between uh, citizens. Now you've literally got neighbors that are threatening, saying, hey, I'll create a restraining order against you. You've got neighbors picking sides. And these divisions, whether they be male, female, which they've been working on for a long time, whether they be gay versus straight, they've been working on that division of sexual uh, whatever for a long time, uh, the racial issue they've been working on for a long time. But, Chris, let's finish with your quote. There's a quote that Chris Carlson uh, came up with that I think really ties it all together. Chris? Yes, sir. Uh, We have a short time to influence those we love within our little sphere of influence and all of eternity to look back on it. Let us not do or fail to do something that we would forever regret. And I just I just thought, you know, we we are eternal beings. We have this short period of time that we're separated from our Heavenly Father and we kind of need to think on our own. We have the scriptures. Um, we have the light of Christ, which every human being that's born into this world has to help guide us. But we're kind of on our own. God's not going to sit there and, and tell us what to do or what to say or how to think, you know. And this is a period of time that we have to prove to our Heavenly Father how faithful we are to his word and to his program. And I don't want to deviate from that program because I know that the way I'm going to spend the rest of eternity you know, at least, you know, how I look back on this short period of, of time, which is a probationary period, uh, will be affected by how we uh, spend our time during this short period of time. And I want to make sure that it's spent in a way that is useful and prepares me and those within my influence for the eternal world, Sam. Ladies and gentlemen, our prayers are for America. Our prayers are for you. Our goal is to realize that we're already in trouble. It is time to speak up and warn the people. Chris? Without God, we can never win. With God, we can never lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in the fight. Lieutenant Carlson and liberty-loving Americans everywhere continuing our duty, sir. Thank you so much for Sam Bushman and Chris Carlson. Ladies and gentlemen, We the people can make a difference. Stand for the sacred cause of liberty, will you please? We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for December 3rd in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our two of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution of the United States of America. That is our guide. And it's amazing how when you promote God, family, and country, you get opposition everywhere. It's just amazing how people pick sides and 
They're either your friend or they're your enemy. And as sad as it is about the divisions in America, I want to do all that I can to solve them, to reduce the conflict, to back away, to pacify, to be, I want to do all I can. But in the end of the day, or at the end of the day, I should say, I don't know that I can control that. I want to be as kind and civil and patient and loving and respectful and um, accepting of other viewpoints as I possibly can. Uh, I want to love my neighbor as myself. I want to be my brother's keeper. I want to do all those things that my God has asked me to do. And I don't want to be a divider. But at the same time, I must stand with the truth. At the same time, I have a duty. That's right. I have a duty to perform. And I cannot let my standards, let my guard down. Uh, for my duty. Let me give you an example. I watched a movie last night. It was from Hallmark. And it was a really good movie. It was about Christmas, and I liked it. I thought it was all right. But you know what? All of a sudden, in the middle of the movie, uh, this guy (laughs) asks this girl out, uh, to go to dinner, and so they go to dinner, and then the girl somehow uh, says, you know, um, yeah, you know, I, I, I appreciate us being on this date. or so, She said something like that, and the guy's like, what? And she's like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, we're not on a date. And she's like, oh, my bad. I must have misinterpreted your intentions or whatever. I must have got this kind of sideways or whatever. Uh, and basically he says, well, no, uh, the fact is I'm gay. And this was a great Christian Christmas movie. It was just a great movie. I'll try to find the name of it here in a second. Uh, a great movie. But then all of a sudden it had this guy come out to her as gay. And then she's like, oh, uh-huh. And she doesn't know exactly how to respond. And then he's like, but we can still be friends, right? And then she's like, well, uh, uh, of course we can still be friends, etc." And then later in the movie... Uh, the gentleman who really likes the girl said, oh, I, you know, I don't know about this because she is um, interested or involved with this gay gentleman. And then the friend goes, oh, no, oh, no, they're not involved at all. And the guy's like, well, how do you know that? And the guy's just like, "Mm, trust me, they're not involved. Uh, And anyway, and it was a very awkward play in a Hallmark movie. And we're getting to where this viewpoint of the gay and lesbian agenda is being forced on us. It's being forced on us. Uh, And there's no way in our society to avoid it anymore. I used to think, well, don't worry. I'll just go to the stores that are not promoting this agenda. I'll boycott Target, for instance. They have these same-sex bathrooms and everything else. I'll go to other stores. And then you try to go to another store. And they're promoting this agenda. And then you try to say, okay, well, I'm going to just watch Hallmark movies and movies with the dove symbol. And I'm going to be with the Boy Scouts. And I'm going to, and then the Boy Scouts betray you. And then you eventually have to leave the Boy Scouts. And then the uh, Hallmark people betray you. And eventually, and you say, Sam, wait a minute. This guy was gay. He has a different lifestyle than you. Can't you just accept the fact that he's gay and be kind to this person? The answer is yes, I can. I can be kind. Jesus Christ was kind to sinners. 
You say, wow, Sam, you're calling a gay a sinner. Yes, I am. And I'm not willing to back down from that. Now, does that mean that I hate them or that I'd do harm to them or that I'd persecute or prosecute or anything else? That, no. But it does mean that I don't have to accept their lifestyle as, I don't know if I had to use the word normal. It's becoming more the norm every, every second of every day. So I don't know what norm normal means. But I know this. It's not God's way. And I don't make up the rules, ladies and gentlemen. So I follow God's way. And God says, you know what? Those type of relationships are not ordained of God. Therefore, I cannot embrace them. And I cannot treat them as normal and equal. I can be kind. I don't have to be hostile or evil or mean. Mean-spirited. But I can... And this is the, what society doesn't want you to believe. But I can be kind and gentle and patient, but not accept it. Not go along and not support it to the best of my ability. So on one hand, you would say, well, Sam, that was just a reference to this gentleman. Had chosen a lifestyle different, and he told this girl that. And she misinterpreted his intentions. And that's just life. That's the real world we live in. Yes, it is. But the more you promote that, the more you put that on screen, the more you make that the norm, the more it becomes the norm. In other words, when are you leading the witness, so to speak? When are you uh, following trends in society? Or when are you making trends in society? Right? I've been taught that we need to do the following. Make popular that which is good, right, honorable, and true. And unpopularize, make unpopular things that are wrong, things that are sinful, things that are uh, not what we want in society. Okay? So that doesn't mean that I'd be mean to the gay person. Okay, I know people and I have friends that are gay. But that doesn't mean that I have to uh, promote what they do. So sadly, I would have recommended this movie to you as a great Christmas chick flick. It's a great Christmas movie. It's from Hallmark. It's supposedly from a great organization that has set the standards for families for decades, right? I mean, all the women love Hallmark. But now Hallmark is promoting the gay and lesbian agenda. Now, that's just a simple example to where all it is is setting the climate climatizing us to the gay lifestyle. At first you say, well, all that happened is a guy came out as gay to this woman and no no harm, no foul, because the two characters you want to fall in love do, and it's all great. But ladies and gentlemen, what's the next step? Are we talking about the camel with his nose in the tent? What are we talking about? You've now got the Republican Party with the log cabin Republicans. That's the gay and lesbian, bisexual, transgender, I don't know, whatever, you know, wing of the, quote, Republican Party. They're called the Log Cabin Republicans. Back 25 years ago, I was warning you about the Log Cabin Republicans uh, and how concerning it was that the Republican Party literally let them into the tent. We warned you about the Boy Scouts. And now look where we are. Are our warnings coming true? So at first in a Hallmark movie, you just let somebody come out as gay. 
and you almost celebrate their gayness by saying, we can still be friends and we can still be, you know, well, of course we can still be kind and friends, but is that the point that we can be friends? Is that the point that we need to promote these different lifestyles? Do we teach that they exist? And we must be kind despite our disagreement on this topic? Or do we teach that we don't have a disagreement? Do we teach that it's normal, that it's just same, same? Male, female is the same as male, male, or female, female. See, I don't believe that we teach that it's the same. In my opinion, uh, that is, um, it is false doctrine. It is not the truth. The truth is that God ordained male and female to be together, to welcome children to the earth. That's the fundamental unit of society, the family. And believe it or not, the gay and lesbian lifestyle is absolutely opposed to the family. You say, no, it's not, Sam. They want to adopt children, too. They're good people. I know. But they're also their lifestyle, if followed completely, there, if everyone did that, there would be no children to adopt. Nobody would be having children. Okay? So it is a threat to the traditional family. Let's not pretend otherwise. Now, that doesn't mean that I have to be mean to the person. They want you to believe that I have to compromise my views in order to be kind and get along. That's a lie. I can be kind and I can get along and I can be, I can be uh, respectful, and, 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 but I can have my views too. And if my views are not welcome to the table, then who is the one that is being restrictive? Who is the one that's being hostile? Can I say, you know what, I'll be kind to you so-and-so, but I completely disagree with your view. I believe it's a sin before God. I believe it strikes at the very heart of the traditional family. And so I'm opposed to that lifestyle choice. They would say, well, it's not a choice. We're born that way. And I'd say, have all day long your science battle on that. I tell you that God tells me it's a sin, and he makes the rules. So your beef might be with God, but it ain't with me. But I still have every right to my views and to what I believe the solutions are. And the solution in this case is repentance. Just my two cents. Hang tight. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. How many times do I have to tell you? I swear, it just goes in one ear and out the other. Don't you understand English? Your children are probably too polite to tell you. Hello? Those things on the side of your head aren't turnips? But they get just as frustrated when you won't listen to them as you do when they won't listen to you. Do I need to speak slower? In fact, few things show children how much they're valued and respected more than a parent's willingness to listen. Tell me what you did at work today. Studies show when parents listen, children develop better listening skills themselves. They also tend to have more self-confidence and are more likely to avoid alcohol and drugs. Now sit down here and tell me all about it. When you really listen, love is what they'll hear. Thank you for sharing that with me. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. For more tips on strengthening your family, visit family.mormon.org. I have a question. Can a nation conceived in liberty 
carry its head high if it denies protection to the youngest and most vulnerable of its citizens? Can a country founded on God-given rights continue to thrive without understanding that life is a precious gift from our Creator? I believe that great nations and great civilizations spring from a people who have a moral compass. I don't think a civilization can long endure that does not have respect for all human life, born and not yet born. I will be in earnest. I will not equivocate and I will not excuse. I will not retreat an inch and I will be heard. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. Gentlemen, I got the movie name for you. Sam's Movie Review is what we're talking about. A Christmas Tree Grows in Colorado. It's a Hallmark movie. And you know what? I liked the movie. I watched it on the plane coming home. And, um, you know, this firefighter by the name of Kevin um, eventually, you know, falls in love with this girl. That's the mayor's daughter. And eventually, a, a few things happen that I disagree with in the movie that I really have a serious, serious concern about. <laughs> All right, number one, the character comes out and announces they're gay. And you can say, Sam, that's no big deal. It happens in life all the time. You're right, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> but when do we say, by our ignoring of this or accepting of this, what's next? Where do we go? They say, you know, this is a movie brave enough to address the gay-lesbian issue. Really, it's about a small town in Colorado. All right? She wants a big Christmas tree for an event. Her mayor's the dad. But the tree's in his front yard. He doesn't want to dig up his front yard and get rid of the tree. How can they work it out? Will this movie stand tall above the rest of all of Hallmark's offerings? Right? So there you have it. Her name is Aaron Chambers. His name is Kevin. But eventually, two things happen. One, I don't like the gay issue because we're promoting this agenda, right? That's the problem. We're promoting the gay agenda. Not big time. Right? They have gay representation in the movie. What do we do with this? That's the problem here. It's only gay representation, right? You say? Well, the other problem with this movie is eventually the mayor, which is this girl's dad, uses eminent domain to force taking the Christmas tree. So now you've got gay promotion and eminent domain being kind of the star of Hallmark. Right? What do you think about that, folks? 
You say those are just two little things, Sam. You're right, they are. Sam, it's not really a big deal. They worked it out in the end. Kevin was okay with the eminent domain. He finally got a board. And he got the girl. What are you worried about, Sam? Guy gets girl. They worked it all out. It's all good. Or is it? See, in my opinion, what you're doing is you're climatizing people to these beliefs. So here's the headline now. You ready? Hallmark to homophobes. More gay is on the way. Yeah, make the Yuletag gay with these Hallmark movies. What do you think? Now the Hallmark Channel premieres its first LBGT whatever holiday movie with a gay lead couple. So you can say, well, wait a minute, Sam, that was just mentioning that a guy came out as gay. That's no big deal, is it? Well, it all depends on what you believe it means. See, in a Christmas tree grows in Colorado, it wasn't that, that in your face. It was just this guy came out as gay, right? No big deal. But now what about when Hallmark premieres its first LBGQ whatever Q holiday movie with a gay lead couple? Does that take it a little further? Yes, it does. So the conservatives would now say Hallmark bows to the bullies behind the gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender agenda. Right? Announces gay storylines. What do you think of that, folks? You comfortable with all this? See, I'm not. Where are we going? And I want to speak out boldly, nobly, and independently, and I want to make one thing very clear. I can still be kind. I can still be decent to people who disagree with me on this. But I can not have to jettison my stance or view to be kind. Some people falsely believe the only way they can possibly be kind is to embrace. I think that's absolute psychotic. I can be kind and say, I disagree with your behavior, but I will be kind to you. All right? For example, let's say somebody steals from me. Let's somebody breaks the Sabbath. Those are things that I don't like, that I disagree with that I believe are sins, that I believe are wrong. But I can clearly stand against Sabbath day breaking, but be kind to my neighbor who breaks the Sabbath. I can still be kind to the person who steals and be gentle, but that doesn't mean that I have to embrace that view, right? So, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. I really want to speak out on this because I've got these several headlines here. Sam's movie review, it was a great movie a christmas tree grows in colorado hallmark movie now i cannot recommend the movie because it promotes the gay agenda right when is it bowing to the bullies behind the gay lesbian bisexual transgender plus when they announce gay storylines when hallmark promotes its first holiday movie with a gay lead couple you can't say, Sam, that it's just they're just being, you know, societally normal and following society. No, they're leading society into this. 
These big woke corporations are literally leading society into this big time. You ready for the next headline, folks, that ties to this very well? And from the, the proof that I'm the warning, I'm a witness and a warning. I'm on the watchtower for this, ladies and gentlemen. You can think I'm crazy, but I've warned about this for years, and you're now seeing the culminations of my warnings. Literally a hallmark, the group that we used to pay to produce good family content, now literally premiering its first gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, and queer or questioning or whatever you call the Q. They got a gay lead couple. And even this other movie where boy gets girl. Well, it, the guy comes out as gay. Now Hallmark bows to the bullies behind this agenda and announces they've got gay storylines coming out by the dozens. Pretty soon, will it be Hallmark or will it be Gaymark? I don't know. Will they still cater to, to what do you want to say, normal families? Do you want to say traditional families? What words am I even allowed to use without being a bigot, a hater? See? That's the way they want to frame it. Pretty soon I'll have no words left to describe what I believe. Right? Here's the next headline to make the point. So in bed with these massive woke corporations that are pushing the envelope and promoting the gay and lesbian agenda, caving to the bullies, if you will. Headline says this now. Leaked audio reveals how California... Government school teachers recruit kids into gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender clubs. That's right. Leaked audio reveals how California teachers recruit kids into gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender clubs. Brad Jones, ladies and gentlemen, you think that parents are uh, sick of it? Well, they ought to really, really stand up against this california educators are now engaged in a calculated and a strategic secret efforts to subvert parents and recruit middle school kids into gay lesbian bisexual transgender queer plus clubs abigail schreiber schreier Abigail Schreier warns, quote, we are seeing coaching and deliberate confusion amongst our young children. When it comes to gender identity, Abigail Schreiber, she's the author of a book called Irreversible Damage, the transgender craze seducing our daughters. Yeah, that's what she told Fox News. Parents can never under, uh, underestimate the level of deception and manipulation that activist teachers are willing to go to on issue of gender. I'll give you more details in seconds on your radio. Exposing corruption. Informing citizens, pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio.
USA Radio News with Lance Pry. The U.S. House of Representatives voted to approve the stopgap bill to fund the government through mid-February. 221. The nays are 212. The bill is passed. The bill immediately went to the Senate and passed 69 to 28. The stopgap spending bill avoids a short-term shutdown and funds the federal government through February 18th. Hawaii became on Thursday the fifth state to confirm the Omicron variant after New York announced five new cases earlier in the day. In Hawaii, the variant was found in an unvaccinated Oahu resident. As the White House pushes to vote against reimposing sanctions on the Russian-backed natural gas pipeline Nord Stream 2, it's been revealed Nord Stream 2 lobbyists made maximum campaign contributions this year to Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and other Democrat lawmakers. Thanks for listening, and a TGIF to you, my friend. We are USA Radio News. This report is sponsored by Coca-Cola. Wake up to the taste you crave with breakfast at Burger King. Start your day with a bacon, egg, and cheese croissant sandwich. It's thick-cut smoked bacon, fluffy eggs, and melted American cheese on a toasted croissant makes for a delicious breakfast to start your morning right. Pair it with a Simply Orange Juice and get your vitamin C one delicious sip at a time with no added sugar. All Burger King breakfast sandwiches pair perfectly with crispy hash browns and all-natural Simply Orange Juice. Rise and shine with a bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit with melted American cheese layered between warm buttermilk biscuits. Or grab and go with a sausage, egg, and cheese sandwich. A toasted croissant with savory, sizzling sausage. Never sweetened, never concentrated, and never frozen. Simply Orange pairs perfectly with a delicious breakfast at Burger King and contains vitamin C to boost immune health at participating U.S. Burger King restaurants. Strange things were afoot at the United Nations in New York Thursday. A standoff with police in lower Manhattan leads to a man eventually surrendering, but not before he put a shotgun up to his neck while outside the United Nations, demanding that a bunch of paperwork he had with him be delivered inside to United Nations officials. A New York police negotiator worked things out, and the man laid down his weapon once the negotiators agreed to deliver the paperwork. But as for what it was... They didn't have any specific... Uh meaning that was related to anything related to terrorism. Uh, they were medical papers and, and some other documents. And the New York First Deputy Police Commissioner Benjamin Tucker there says they did end up taking the man into custody and they took him to a hospital for mental evaluation. And from the New England Bureau of USA Radio News, I'm Chris Barnes. Officials in Oregon are offering cash to locate the person or persons responsible for poisoning eight wolves in the eastern part of the state earlier this year. USA Radio News. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm telling you this gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, uh, I don't even know, the list goes on and on and on, is a disaster in our society. All right, and I want you to understand, just because I disagree with this and I stand out against it, that doesn't mean that I wish any harm to anyone. I can be kind. I can be gentle. I can lead by example. I can agree to disagree and be agreeable in doing so without letting go of my views. And if you believe otherwise, you have been deceived. All right? So in this movie review, a Christmas tree grows in Colorado Hallmark. A man comes out as gay. And I say, that's a problem. Well, Sam, that's just life. That's society. Well, Hallmark now premieres its first gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender 
holiday movie with a lead gay couple. We're a whole lot further than just a guy announcing he's gay now, aren't we? Hallmark now bows to the bullies behind the gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender agenda announcing gay storylines. Okay, the Boy Scouts caved. Our society is going in this direction. Um, they're not following societal's lead. They are promoting this agenda with these big, woke corpse companies. And they're in bed with your government schools. Leaked audio now revol- reveals how California government school teachers recruit kids into gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender clubs. Brad Jones with the article. We cannot underestimate the level of deception and manipulation that activist teachers are secretly engaged in and willing to go to these lengths to promote. That's what she said after listening to leaked audio at a conference with California's largest teachers union. All right? Exposed. California educators are engaged in this effort. All right? To literally create confusion among children for gender identity. They're on record saying, listen, you got to keep this in secret. Uh, you have got to recruit these children. You've got to make sure not to take role at these gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender club events because then you can claim you don't know who attended. Abigail Schreier, she's the author of Irreversible Damage, the transgender craze seducing our daughters. All right? Now, there's news headlines that highlight this concern even further, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, you think this is crazy, don't you? But now in the news, the mainstream press is asking this question. Why is there still a debate over transgender rights? They're kind of wondering, you know what? We've advocated for this for quite a while. Why are we even talking about this now? I mean, we've really worked on this for so long. Why are we even worried about it? Why is this a battle? Well, because there's no such thing as transgender rights, ladies and gentlemen. This is the lie that we're being told. It's interesting how the mainstream press is so busy telling you when false information is peddled and promoted, but yet they peddle it and promote it all the time, every day. Why is there still a debate over transgender rights? Because there's no such thing as transgender rights. Is there gay rights? Well, they want you to believe there are, but there shouldn't be. Because here's your next question. Are there straight rights? What about rights for, what do you call it, when I'm a male and I call myself a male? And I believe I'm a male. And I understand that I'm a male. And I embrace being a male. What's that called? When a woman is a female and she knows she's a female and she embraces being a female and she, what's that called? There's a term they have for it now. The problem is there's so many terms I'm so struggling to know what but what about those folks do they have rights and are their rights different from other people's rights or other quote supposed equalities see that's where the lie comes in that you have a right based on your beliefs regarding gender or regarding uh, sexual 
preference and or behavior. See, they've mixed up the language so much so that it's very hard to choose your words, is it not? Why is there still a debate over transgender rights? Because there's no such thing. And parents can never underestimate the level of deception and manipulation that teachers, funded by your tax dollars, the lengths they're going to to literally seduce your children into all matter of uh, promiscuous behavior whether it be wrong views of your creation, wrong views of your preferences, lying to you and claiming that you are this way or that way or whatever else as if they have scientific evidence when they don't, mistreating parents, waging war against parents. So they're literally saying, parents, you can't know what we're teaching sexually to your children. Parents, you're not going to know when we're promoting gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, queer agendas to your children. We're going to make sure that we walk this fine line to where we have this plausible deniability where we can claim when we don't know who attended, well, we intentionally didn't take role or didn't keep track of who's in the club so we can claim or feign innocence, feign ignorance when it's a lie. And they literally got caught on the largest teachers union in California's training educational conference leaked audio from a conference at california's largest teachers union where teachers are instructing how you can lure children into gay lesbian bisexual transgender queer and beyond clubs because they got the plus so i say beyond right where they want to indoctrinate your children and they want to do it in secret and they don't want your parents to know about it Okay, in my opinion, this is criminal behavior. People ought to be going to prison for this. Is that what we, the taxpayers, have been paying for all this time? And you got to ask yourself a question. If this is blatantly being taught in teachers' conferences where audio is recorded to be leaked in the first place, what levels are they going to behind the scenes where there's no evidence whatsoever of their agenda, of their promotion? Right? What level will they really go to? And for parents, I would ask you this serious, serious question. What level of patience are you willing to have with these people? Are you willing just to be like, hey, you know, they talked about the gay coming out in Hallmark movie, no big deal. Hey, they got a lead couple in a gay movie promoted by Hallmark, no big deal. Hey, they're teaching about different Sexual preferences or different lifestyles or different gender beliefs in our school. No big deal. How long are you going to go along with a subversive agenda that strikes at the very heart of our relationship with God and our families? How long are we going to tolerate this? Now, if I take out my children from that school and say, I'm not going to let my children be taught that, am I the enemy? Well, the FBI wants you to believe that you're a terrorist. Right? The teachers' unions literally went to the FBI and said, hey, these parents are terrorists. Right? What do you think about that? Where do we go with this? Justice Department threatens to sick the FBI 
on parents as domestic terrorists. Think about that. The U.S. Attorney General is threatening to teach concerned school patrons like domestic terrorists, but parents say they're not backing down. What do you think? Where do we go with this? Now, here's the problem, ladies and gentlemen. It's a war on parents, isn't it? It's a war for the minds and hearts of your children. Is it not? And then they ask, why is there debate over transgender rights? Are you kidding me with that kind of a question? I mean, is this like a joke? Because it's a sick joke and it's got to stop. But how long are parents willing to tolerate this? On one hand, we say parents are mad and they're not backing down. Right? But if parents aren't backing down, what does that mean? You're just going to argue in the public square until they call you a terrorist and haul you off? Right? On one hand, parents are speaking on behalf of their children. On the other hand, they better speak a little louder. Now, here's the question. Can I say that, or am I the lead terrorist among them all? See, that's the definition they're putting on us. These people are dead serious, and they're ratcheting up the war on your family and your relationship with God Almighty. And I'm telling you right now, I'm no terrorist. That's a lie from the pit of hell. But I am a truth teller, and I'm warning you, America. You better stand up for God, family, and country while you have the opportunity. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Scott Bradley here. Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. 
I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. So the Justice Department, ladies and gentlemen, threatens to sick the FBI on parents as domestic terrorists. The U.S. Attorney General is threatening to treat concerned patrons like terrorists. But parents say they're not backing down. Now you can say, well, Sam, that was a month or two ago. That's not happening anymore. Yeah, you, you think? You're being lied to, ladies and gentlemen. They'll take this agenda all the way to the mat if they have to. They're not playing around here. All right? So now here's the next headline from USA Today to peddle their porn, their dishonesty, their, their immorality. Headline says this, tragic and deeply upsetting. Well, I agree with that part of the headline. 2021 deadliest year on record for transgender people in the United States, USA Today. Now, it is deeply upsetting because, again, I believe we can be kind. We don't have to agree with their agenda, but we can still be kind. The idea that somebody would literally create the deadliest year on record for people who are transgender, bisexual, whatever else, that's wrong and evil, ladies and gentlemen. Steve Voss even wrote a song about this. I can't remember the name of it right now. I'll have to try to find it, but it's about the abortion clinics. And he talks about how uh, it's a sad day in America, right? When uh, in an effort to stop abortions, somebody goes in and blows up the abortion clinics. And he talks about how bad, how evil, how wrong, how sad that is, right? And I couldn't agree more. Okay? We really need to stand up. But we need to do so in a peaceful manner. And don't let anyone ever have you believe that we support a violent agenda. Right? Okay, it's called Somebody's Gonna Die Today. Steve Voss. Somebody's going to die today. And this song really highlights what I'm talking about here. All right? I'm going to copy this over for Cameron and see if we can play a little bit of this. I'll put this in the folder for you guys here, and then we'll play it in just a minute after I, after I talk. It's in the test folder now, Cam. And it's called Somebody's Going to Die Today at Steve Voss, okay? And it really talks about in an abortion clinic, um, hey, they're killing people in the abortion clinic, but the guy wants to stop the abortions, so he goes ahead and blows the place up. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what they're trying to create kind of here. And I, I don't support any of it. It's got to stop, right? Um, but this is a serious, serious uh, issue. It's tragic and deeply upsetting. I agree with all that. But here's what it says. Fatal violence against transgender people continues to rise. Gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender advocates blame anti-trans rhetoric prompted by communities rising visibility. With this month's killings of transgender women in South Carolina and Florida, 2021 is becoming the worst year on record. They call it a grim milestone. As the community prepares 
to mark its annual Transgender Day of Remembrance and Resilience on Saturday, we are at a tragic and deeply upsetting moment, said Joni Madison. She's interim president of the Human Rights Campaign, the nation's largest bisexual transgender advocacy group, which has tracked such fatalities since, 19, since 2013. The killings of Mark Lisa Lawrence, I think is how you say it, 28, and Jenny DeLeon, 25, brings the year's total to 46, the organization said. The count now exceeds 2020's high of 44, a number that has been rising steadily in recent years. And such tallies, the organization said, don't include victims who are, quote, misgendered. That's a new term for you, misgendered. By authorities, as Lawrence initially was, many of these deaths simply go unreported. Then they talked about Leon, a transgender Latino woman, was found dead in Tampa. Now, don't get me wrong; I'm not for these deaths. All right. They say, meanwhile, Lawrence, a black transgender woman, was found dead, and they go on. Now, I'm not mocking this. I'm not saying this is not an issue. I'm saying this is evil. They say, well, the administration have done its best. Some believe political leaders have not done enough. Right? They say this one woman was brutally attacked at a Los Angeles park. If you're being bullied in school, you're less likely to graduate, she said. Anyway, they go on. It's a long story here. But I'm telling you that they want you to believe that my rhetoric on this is what's causing this violence and these deaths. Remember, I'm the one that teaches that we're all God's children and we should behave like it. I'm the one that put together a website called callforcivility.com. I don't think we ought to treat these people unkindly. I think we need to realize they are God's children and we need to be kind and gentle. At the same time, that doesn't mean we have to agree with them. My rhetoric to advocate in the public square to say let's not let their agenda become the norm doesn't mean that I'm ready to do violence to anyone. But when the Justice Department literally threatens the sick, the FBI on parents as domestic terrorists, and then we find out through leaked audio in the California government schools that hey, they're intentionally, secretly teaching your children to reject the views of their parents and to promote gay and lesbian bisexual gen agenda they're the ones committing terrorist acts all right so let's hear this steve voss song somebody's gonna die today we won't play all of it we'll, we'll play a good part of it to kind of illustrate what i'm talking about here we don't want to be the guys to blow up the abortion clinic to stop abortions that isn't the answer violence begats violence kindness begats kindness here it is Find a doctor, have it taken care of in a day or two. She tells herself it's no big deal. No one's gonna know just 
knows she will It's her right to choose She's made up her mind So someone's gonna die today All the angels gonna cry today If she doesn't come to her senses Someone's gonna die today His guns are loaded and he's got a plan to take the clinic out He's self-appointed judge and jury, he's prayed about it He tells himself he's on God's side, it's a holy war and some must die He's glory bound, at least in his own So someone's gonna die today All the angels gonna cry today If he doesn't come to his senses Someone's gonna die today The good book says Thou shalt not kill But people rationalize And do it still Mr. Steve Voss, Somebody's Gonna Die Today. That was written over 25 years ago from what I understand. I used to play it back 25 years ago on the radio. We don't want to be the guy blowing up the abortion clinic. We don't want to be the guy or the gal that decides that they want to take out bisexual transgender people because we disagree with them. We don't want to be the guy that turns out to be a real terrorist and destroys government school people uh, physically or whatever else. We don't want to be those kind of people. We want to lead with love. We want to set the example for peace. We want to heal divisions. We want to pacify anger. We want to lead with kindness and love and patience. We can do this, ladies and gentlemen. So when they tell you that just because I'm against the gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender agenda, that I'm fueling violence, that I'm fueling hatred and anger, they lie. Ladies and gentlemen, we're all God's children, and I pray we behave like it. I don't want somebody to die from an abortion today. And I don't want somebody to die who's involved in abortion because we want to become the judge, jury, and executioner. That's not the way America works. That's not the way God's law works. Ladies and gentlemen, there is hope in America, and the hope starts with you and me. And between it, between us, we shall become three as we educate, as we tell the truth, as we lead with love and the example. And three becomes 300. The few becomes many. 
and we make a difference with our greater numbers. We make a difference. Remember, love wins over hate. Right wins over wrong. Truth dispels error. God beats Satan. It is that clear. It is that simple. And so I, along with Steve Voss, he literally took the time to write lyrics and put an incredible music composition together saying somebody's going to die today and it's a tragedy and it doesn't need to happen. And I, too, put my voice of witness and warning to you, my fellow Americans, with the division in America, with the divisiveness in America that's going on. We need to be very careful that our education, some would call it rhetoric, does not lead to violence begetting violence. It leads to kindness and love begetting kindness and love. It leads to civility and respect. Even when we disagree, we can disagree, but we, we can be agreeable and kind in doing so. We are warning. We are a witness. But we hope to be doing it in love. The only question left is, will they let us? Or will they call us terrorists and throw us in jail for voicing our personal views to which we're entitled? This is still America. We believe in the First Amendment, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm telling you right now, it's we the people by our greater numbers that need to stand together for the sacred cause of liberty. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the republic. 